Well, welcome to Across the Park, the big match preview, Everton versus Manchester United in the magic of the FA Cup. I'm not feeling so magic. It's the morning after, the night before for me, but delighted to be joined by someone who I think is feeling a lot better than me. It's Tony from the Webby O'Neill Manchester United fan channel. Tony, first of all, thanks for joining us. How are you doing? Uh, well, I woke up this morning uh, with a cold, but it's nothing compared to how you Evertonians have woke up. But <laughs> hey, that's football. You've got to deal with it just like I'm dealing with my cold. I'm, I'm, I'm fine. Glad to be here. No, I appreciate it. I just chatted off air briefly there, didn't we? And sorry you've got a cold, but try waking up on Evertonian. I've just done another show this morning talking about it all. Um, I don't really want to talk about it again, but I'm sure you might take me down that road as we get into oh, without, it. Oh, without a shadow of a doubt, we'll get there. <laughs> the meal of the show, really, and it's difficult for, for United because you are so big. So, so we sort of see things anyway, but we see things through the eyes of pundits and talk sports and sky sports. The meaning is really just to get the fan side of it and how you see your season going and how or gone, sorry, and then how you see the, the, the big game Friday going. So to start go back to August, new manager, couple of defeats, the teams that you probably shouldn't be losing against and, and the, the media blew up straight away as it does. Then as always, I love to see Liverpool get beat. You give Liverpool a hide that old Trafford. Results against Southampton, things start turning rounds. But were those first two games a bit of a worry for you or are we always going to be patient with this manager as a fan base? Well, after them first two games, you've got to look at it. I actually thought uh, going into the Liverpool game that we'd win. But mm. after the Brentford game, a lot of people, we thought if we don't beat Liverpool, Manchester United, the club, could implode. That's how serious it was for United. But I've seen it before. Uh, and I'm sure I'll see it again. I mean, you Evertonians, you get your ups, you get your downs. Most football fans do. But that was a pivotal moment in the United season. And Ten Hag was then given the free reign to change and do what he wanted. Whereas the club had to accept Ten Hag was here and you had to deal with it. He was dealing with it and there was no questions asked. It's now his club and it's a we're in a great position uh, considering where we was two years ago, three years ago? It's a very simple question and there might be a long answer to this, but what exactly went wrong from the season two years ago where you, you finished second and then on paper you had a really good transfer window with Rane and Ronaldo and it looked like if anyone was going to push City, it was going to be United. But what, what went wrong? Well, first thing, you don't win anything on paper. We all know that. Uh, yeah. What it is, I think... As a United fan, me uh, and people of my generation, my age, 60-odd, 50s, things like that, we was conned uh, into this media thing about how good Manchester United was. We was right. not aware of all the troubles, all the strife, uh, and really all the chaos behind the scenes with the players. I think what's happened here at Manchester United, uh, the managers haven't took hold of the squad, of the media, uh, they haven't dealt with it well. And to be honest with you, I don't think there's been a long-term plan here at Manchester United. I think it's been very poor. The owners, as we all know, are a joke. They're only here to suck money out of a business. Yeah. Uh, but that seems to be the way of football with a lot of uh, owners nowadays. Uh, so the club was in turmoil, but on the face of it, you couldn't see it. And it was only under the last six months of Ollie's reign uh it all came crashing down. 
and with the owners, the way they implemented putting a new Ranjik in there, it yeah. was just carnage. There was no plan. And if you go back to the previous manager under Fergie, under David Gill, and before that, there was always a 10-year plan. And what it is, I think you as a club have no plan and you've got the pure turmoil, what, what's out there, what we couldn't see from our club. You have no plan. We've not had a plan. And now our season has turned around and we've got a manager who has a plan, who knows how to deal with footballers, who is strict and is bringing the culture back. We've lost ours, our identity as a club behind the scenes, as players wanting to play for Manchester United and wanting to get them back up there. It was all about, as we see it, money, Facebook, things like that, uh, yeah. Instagram. That's how these footballers are. You've got exactly the same problem with your players coming for money, with your owners, uh, with everyone in the background, short-term, looking after themselves. That's what it is, and that's what Manchester United have gone through, and it's all changed here now. So the few, we'll have a few bumps along the way here without a shadow of a doubt, but the future is good because the manager, he has got a plan. Yeah, I think you've mentioned Everton there and Fred and towards it. It's chaotic as an Evertonian. It's absolutely chaotic. I I always look across at you guys and it seems, albeit at a higher level, it seems like you've gone through a lot of chaos with, with different areas of the club. Fan base have, have, have never been with the owners, but maybe more so now than ever. It's vocal. Um, but with this manager coming in, has he got... I, I don't think you can ever have 100%, but has he got close to 100% of the fans behind him than, than anyone else previously? Listen, this this manager, I, I don't see any dissent, any criticism in any way of this manager because yeah. what it is, all the previous managers, no matter what's happened, the players have always thrown them under the bus. Yeah, yeah. This manager is doing what he wants in the right way. That's how we see it. And he needs 100% to be in charge. And whatever happens, happens, it'll all be down to him. He's not having anyone behind the scenes throw him under the bus. And that is what's needed. So you currently, at the moment, sit in the Champions League places. Yeah. Was that the ambition at the start of the year? And is that still the ambition now? Or is there expectancy of more? Is there expectancy of maybe getting closer to City, putting a trophy in the cabinet? At Manchester United, there should never be an ambition to get in the top four because it means yeah. nothing. It yeah. means nothing. To a football fan, getting in the top four should mean nothing. At Manchester United... It should all be about competing and going for trophies, winning the league and any trophy what comes along. That's what it should be all about. Getting in the top four, being in the top four at the moment. Yeah, it's nice for a lot of Manchester United fans, but what does that mean now? It means nothing. Getting in the top four has only been the ambition of the Glazers who own the club because yeah. then it's the financial for them. That's all. From a fan's point of view, it's embarrassing to be screaming, let's get in the top four, as though that's it, as though it's an mm. achievement. No, I was brought up, you win the league, you're in the European Cup. And that's how it, that's how I've been brought up. You yeah. win something, you get the rewards. Finishing second, third and fourth 
is no reward for any fan. No reward whatsoever. Yeah, I, I think... Uh, Sorry. Oh, it's okay. Sorry, my mate. I was just uh, going mate, through one yeah. of my uh, rants. That's what I mean. Yeah, your headphones burst off. You get that passionate. I'm yeah, just saying. I, yeah. I, I get, I get, I get passionate. I think a lot of fans now in this day and age, I, I personally think the way fans feel that way or, or the the aspire to that is because more than ever the financials are spoken about. When I was growing up, I didn't know if Everton had money or not. It was just geared to can you be successful on the pitch? Can you can you come down uh, the city centre with a trophy on the open open top bus at the end of May? That's all I wanted. And now there's people who are a lot younger than me. We were talking about FFP and that Everton have to sell players to balance the books. And I just think it's out there that much now that people have all more or less been brainwashed into thinking top four is success. Yeah, but but what it is, you can say brainwashed and, you know, that's the media and everything else. But each generation changes. And I accept what the generation, two generations behind me, another generation, what they want, what they listen to. You have to remember... You and I was not brought up with 24-hour media. Constant, constant, constant. It was very lucky for us when when I was a young lad to see news on Manchester United until the Friday. That's how it was the day before a game. Whereas now, the interaction, right, and it's all geared up for interaction between fans, young fans, fans what want to learn about the club, it's all there. So you have to accept that uh, and... Really, just accept that we're growing old. Yeah, it's not nice. It's not no, nice. It's old. not nice. No, I'm an Evertonian and I'm growing old. I feel even more depressed. <laughs> on the There's only one question really left on on this season before we do move on a little bit. Yeah, I can't not ask you. I've heard what Rio Ferdinand thought about it. I've heard what Gary Neville thought about it. I've heard what every pundit has thought about it. The Cristiano Ronaldo saga, which sort of started in the summer as soon as Ten Hag came in. First few questions were on Ronaldo. The media drive that he doesn't start the season. He then comes back into the team. He's, there's then media talk that he's unsettled. He then does the Pierce Morgan interview and he's gone. What was it like for you as a fan to watch that? What were your feelings on it? And has he tarnished any part of his legacy by the way it ended? Oh, listen, he tarnished his legacy when he first left. So let's get that right. He turned around and said that United treated him like a slave. Okay. Mm-hmm. Great footballer. You can't take it away from him. But at the end of May, he turned round and said he wants to play Champions League football. He's tarnished his own legacy. He's tarnished the truth. He's tarnished of what he really wanted. And look where he is now. We said here on our channel from the very beginning, at the end of March, that there is no club in Europe, in the Champions League, going to come in for Ronaldo. Because we've seen with our own eyes his legs had gone. After pre-season, he never turned up. He's turned up, legs gone, wasn't fit. This is how he is. He is not, not a top standard footballer. And it's proved it. We kept asking the question about Ronaldo. Show me a club. And we had plenty of time. We had four or five months. Show me a club what's put a bid in for Ronaldo. No club did. We called Ronaldo deluded. And that's exactly what is it's turned out to be. He's deluded. I, I think from the outside, and this sounds crazy, I think you're better off without him. Listen, we all know we're better off without him. But as a Manchester United fan, 
And as Ronaldo's got his relationship with United and how he's seen and perceived to be a United great, it would have been nice for Ronaldo to stay, act like a professional, work within the club and come on and start a game every now and again to work with Tenag and work with the club to build us back to where we think we belong. Ronaldo had no intention to do that and that's what soured it all. Uh, he had he did not want to work and accept to work within the squad and work for the benefit of Manchester United. So that's the reality of Ronaldo. And look where he is now. Yeah, it's, it's crazy to see someone someone that good playing in the Saudi Arabian League. I couldn't believe what the scenes I was and the, the quotes he was saying at his press conference. Yes, Dave, that's another story for a yeah. probably another podcast. But before we talk about Friday's game, a couple of names from the past. I just want to talk to you about that, maybe link the club together. On, on our podcast, we always take questions, and, and a question okay. right now, question right now we're getting is would we take David Moyes back? Obviously, David Moyes went to United. Um, some say fell flat on his face. Some say wasn't given the support and time. What's the truth? What what was the relationship like between Moyes and, and fan base? Well, at United? Yeah. Listen, David Moyes, his press conferences uh, were just a joke. He had... I, I can't really work out David Moyes. His time at Manchester United, people will turn turn around and say he wasn't given the time. David Moyes' relationship with the fans was broken and got worse after every match, the way he came out, the way he talked the club down, the way he bigged up teams like Newcastle coming to Manchester United. It was just unbelievable. He did not understand how big Manchester United was uh, and we could all see straight away the mistakes he was making. Uh, and to be honest... I was surprised he lasted as long as he did uh, because it, it was just a joke. Alex Ferguson should never have appointed David Moyes. Uh, he cannot handle big clubs. You're seeing that at West Ham now. He, yeah. And he was the same at Manchester United. He's too entrenched in his ways. He suited Everton. And to me, that's it. He suited Everton. Doesn't suit West Ham. Doesn't suit him. And he certainly did not suit Manchester United. It was a bad, bad signing. Yeah, I, I remember there was a lot of fans. I mean, at the time, Moyes had Everton punching above where we should have been. We had no money and we were playing in yeah. Europe. But there was also a lot of fans who were saying, let him go because he, he's got a ceiling. He'll fall flat on his face. And that that's seemingly what happens. Another name that probably links us together. And again, I'll ask it because we get asked on our show all the time, name the best 11 you've seen for Everton, name the best player you've seen play for Everton. Rooney's name comes up an, an awful lot. For me, absolute football legends, not an Everton legend. It didn't play long enough for us, but obviously I take it a Manchester United legend. What, what, are, your, what are your memories on, on Wayne Rooney playing for United? Is he one of the best you've seen or, or is he similar to Ronaldo where he tarnished his legacy a little bit? No, no. Ro Rooney's not tarnished his legacy. Uh, we, I think most Manchester United fans understand when he was having a bit of a wobble uh, but no, you, you, you look at Rooney here at Manchester United, right? He's adored, uh, ju mm. just adored, uh, even though he's a scouser and even though he loves, still loves Everton and all that. And I think he really puts Everton just above Man United. As a Mank, we all love him. I think, yeah. I think uh, absolutely, what a player. Uh, 
we got him at the right time. And I always remember his first game scoring that trick. Just unbelievable. Yeah. Unbelievable. But the kid has been un an unbelievable footballer. And towards the end of his career, I think a few little injuries slowed him down. Uh, and that, that was a pity. And I think he finished too early in his career, to be honest with you. But Wayne Rooney is Wayne Rooney. And, and he'll always be a legend here at Manchester United and always be welcomed, like he should be at Everton as well. Yeah, I think he is. And he's, he's already made noises, hasn't he? That, that one day he'd like to maybe go back to either Everton or Manchester United. But I think there's a long way, certainly for him to get back to Manchester United. I'm not too sure it's so long to get back to Everton because we're in absolute chaos. It wouldn't surprise me if our owner appointed you as, as our next manager. It's that chaotic at Everton. So you never know. You may see Wayne Rooney back at Everton sooner rather than later. Uh, the big match, it's only on Friday. It's... Um, yeah. I'm worried. I'm not going to lie. I'm, I'm worried. I think Everton went to Manchester City a few days back and, and we played a system which I think we'll play again, which will be to try and try and put five defenders on the pitch and try and hold you back as far as we can and hit you on a counter-attack. I think that's the only way that we can or this, this set of players can play. I also think the manager's job is on the line. I think it's got the recipe at my end for chaos. Are you going into this feeling pretty confident I imagine that United will beat Everton on Friday no because what it is it's an FA Cup game uh, and football it, it, I, I look at this game as not the big game it's not a defining moment for Everton or Manchester United uh, we win we lose it's not a defining moment and to be honest with you I think you're a bit too negative on mm. the game and the approach of how Everton should uh, go for this five at the back. This is the FA Cup. If you lose, does it matter? Does it really matter for Everton if they lose? No, it, it depends doesn't. how many by. It depends how many by. If we if we get done on ITV four or five, they'll think his job's not really, really on the line. It, listen, you come into Manchester United, you always get up for the game. Every mm. Evertonian, what comes to Old Trafford, knows that. That's why they come in the droves, and they're coming in the droves again Friday, right? Yeah. It's FA Cup. You can't come to Old Trafford and play five at the back. You have to go for it and put Manchester United under pressure. We as a team will be making loads of changes anyway, and we will be going for the counter-attack on you. It's going to me, it's going to be an exciting game. And to, be, and to be honest with you, if United lose, it's not going to define their season. If you lose, it's the same principle. You, you have to concentrate on Southampton and the West Ham games coming up. Whereas we've got to concentrate on Manchester City and the Arsenal. It's all about the league. This should be an open, exciting game of football. And I'd be very disappointed if it isn't, regardless of how many changes or the tactical, both teams should just go for it because there's bigger things what's coming. Yeah, so sorry to tell you, just broke up there a bit, came back now. Yeah, yeah. I got what you're saying there about the, the number of changes. Um, do you think United will make a lot of changes, a sort of a second string side on Friday? Or, uh, yeah, they'll make a few changes that they've been making changes over the last two or three games anyway, uh, because of the World Cup and things like that. But it's worked out well because every player what's come in, this is why we have, I, I don't have a worry about who comes in. Every player what's coming in is coming into a system and understands it and just formed and just walks straight into it as though like he's been there for months. 
it, that's the system we've got. So I don't have a worry about lots of changes. And I think we will make changes, and it's a good thing. We, our squad, I believe, isn't as big or strong enough than one or two other teams. But what's helping Manchester United is that the players are used to a system and they can all walk into it, unlike what Everton's system is. If you change your system and you keep changing it, you're finished. You're just finished. Yeah. That's Arthur's problem. He's, he's stuck between, he being a manager, he's stuck between styles now. You think he wants to play a 4-3-3. He knows the players aren't really good enough to play that 4-3-3. So it will be interesting to see how both teams line up. Have you got a prediction for us for Friday night? Uh, I, I think 3-2 for Man United. I, th I think it'll be an open game. I, I, I don't see... I don't see anyone really defending as much as people think uh, mm. because it, it's not a defining moment. So 3-2, a good game, and away we go. Do you know what I mean? I, I mean, I, it's, it's going to be an exciting game. Listen, you've got 9,000 Evertonians coming yeah. down, right? The atmosphere, it's FA Cup. You and I have had battles for years and years in the FA Cup. You know what yeah. I mean? In the league, we know what it's like. We both understand football, the two sets of supporters. So it's away we go. Atmosphere, great atmosphere. And whatever that each manager says, I think the atmosphere, I'll just, the players will get took away with it. Well, there you have it. Leave your comments if, if you agree with Tony. If you're, if you're an Everton fan watching this, uh, we're over at, at Across the Park PC on Twitter. If you're a United fan watching this because you've jumped on the hashtag, then at Webby O'Neill on YouTube and also Twitter. Tony, what's coming on your channel? You've got much things planned. I know you, you come out of the whole football for some games don't you know stuff what's planned over the next few weeks uh we, ju we just do a listen we we don't really have anything planned uh we're not a business or anything like that we're two two three united fans we all get another one on we're just united fans we don't have a plan we follow united and whatever comes up comes up and that's the way we are we're not we're not driven every day to put videos out there, right? Because that's not who we are. We're solid Man United. I've been going 55 years, okay? Webby's been going, like, 45 years. Kieran, my son, he's born with me. It's just read through and through. So we're just driven as fans. No plans here whatsoever. I mean, this here, doing this uh, with you now, uh, this Zoom, we don't do... I don't do Zooms. We don't do Zooms. We like to be on. We like to yeah. be on face-to-face -face with people and connect. That's what we do for the YouTube. And we only started doing it in uh, COVID and we've kept it and kept it because people love what we're doing and, and we love what we're doing. No plans, just plod I've on. Seen a few yeah, I've seen a few shows that any United fans who are watching this, I, I recommend go over and watch them. Some really passionate reactions. I, I watched the, 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 the reaction to last night where you described the social back social back four and stuff and really great videos and i do want to say that you very kindly asked us to come down to hotel football to the goal which we couldn't do but next time we certainly will yeah it, no, it's there. It's, listen it's it's there for you if any chance you get come down it's not a problem whatsoever we'll look after you Tom, Tom, thank you for joining across the park best of luck for the season please 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 keep liverpool out of the top four we'll try <laughs> all the best man all the best cheers